He's Tim. And he's Harry. And we're about to turn paper sideways. You're listening to Turn Paper Sideways, the podcast where we talk about cardboard and rotating it 90 degrees. We talk about all things Magic the Gathering, from current affairs to our favourite format, Commander. And in today's show, it's all about Ravnica Allegiance and which new cards we think you should be picking up for your decks. Oh yes, before we get into that, um, if you want to find us on social media, you can do so on Twitter, at TPSMTG. You could email us. Send us an email to turnpapersideways at gmail.com. Send us love mail, hate mail, or complaints that it's been far too long since we recorded an episode. Yeah. <laughs> we like those complaints. That's a nice complaint to get. You can also support us by giving us five-star ratings on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, if you really like us, you could go to patreon.com forward slash turnpapersideways and donate as little as a dollar an episode, which goes a really long way to keep the content coming. Mm. Um, it also entitles you to some very exciting rewards, and there are a few different tiers there, so go and take a look. Uh, there might well be something to suit you. However, donating a dollar an episode at the moment seems a bit odd because we have had quite a long break from uh, from podcasting since just yes. before Christmas. Tim, of course, has recently become a father and so he's still getting to grips with that. He certainly is still getting to grips with that. <laughs> on a scale of on a scale of one to dad, where are you? Oh, um I'd say about fifteen million. Um, but you don't know how <laughs> you are high so it goes dad. until it gets to dad. <laughs> well, you don't know. It might go up to 17 billion. So, you know, okay. 15 million might be very low. <laughs> so anyway, you're getting there. Um, <laughs> so because because of that, we've been having a break. And we thought it would be a good time to uh, to sort of reshape how we do the podcast. And so we're still yeah. sort of in the midst of that. We're looking at how we can uh, make sort of more of a series format so that we'll have... Um, much more uh, coherence between episodes over sort of like six episodes, have a little break, come back again. And so, you know, we I think this is like a little special after Series 1, yeah. which was last year, but before Series 2, which is still so to series come. Series 1.5. Yeah. This is just a special <laughs> because there's a whole set out and we wanted to talk about it. Yeah, new Magic cards. Well, what? Yeah. This is so, the most uh, I've talked about Magic in 12 weeks <laughs> just just this bit so far this discussion we're about to have will definitely be the most uh, most interaction with magic i've had yeah <laughs> cool good to know that your baby is not being droned at about all the decks you're going to build <laughs> oh no he is no he's not he will be <laughs> shortly i'm i'm already getting quite excited about a few things um i mean we'll talk about that cool so that's uh, that's the main bit of news that we are still sort of reshaping things the other bit of news is that we are building a website and we plan to have some really uh, really cool content on there to go alongside the podcast and that will be yes. our new home on the internet so we are we are not only reshaping um, how we do this but we are reshaping how you can find us which is very exciting and uh, there will be more information on that um, we'll put it on Twitter and everything when you know we'll try and do like a big unveiling or something but for now yeah yeah shall we talk about Ravnica Allegiance let's do it I'm really excited cool have you actually looked at any of the spoilers? So I've looked at some of the spoilers. I've looked very hard at the ones in the show notes. Um, okay. <laughs> I've looked, I haven't looked at any commons or uncommons and stuff like that. I've, I've not. 
I've not really had the chance. I've I've skimmed the rares now, and I I tell you what, if you want to, if you've had a break from magic and you just want to get excited, read the the first seven or so columns, uh, rows even on Mythic Spoiler. That that'll get you excited about magic again. <laughs> cool. So when this episode drops, uh, Ravnica Allegiance will have been out for about a week. Um, yeah. So you listeners will have had a whole week to be drafting it, playing it, putting the new cards into your decks. And uh, I have actually had that long as well. So I've got a couple of cards that I've had some really good experience with. I got to go to a pre-release and it was a lot of fun. Honestly, I didn't expect it to be as much fun as it was. Good. Compared to Ravnica? Yeah, Guilds of Ravnica Ravnica. was probably my favourite limited format ever. um, Because I love Golgari. I love Demir. I love Graveyard Shenanigans. And um, I love forcing <laughs> Saltai in every draft format I do. And this yeah, one yeah. allowed me to do it really well. So I got to play Saltai good stuff all the time. And it was brilliant. In this one, in this set as well? No, definitely not in oh, this set. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So in Guilds of Ravnica, I got to do that. Uh, in Ravnica Allegiance, I didn't. Oh, that's sad. I'm sad for you. But I did get to go along to the pre-release and I played Gruul and... I'm not normally into playing aggro stuff, and I still had quite a lot of fun, even though I just had a turn paper sideways kind of deck. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean a turn paper sideways kind of deck? How, what does well, that like, mean? I literally just put creatures onto the battlefield and turned them sideways. Ah, uh, yeah. The decision so cool. was never, should I attack? It was, um, how how quickly can I turn my paper sideways? <laughs> Battle cruiser magic. That's that's. I like that. Pretty much. So that brings us on to the first card from Ravnica Allegiance that we want to talk about. So I actually had in my pre-release pack a Nakia of the Old Ways. This is the uh, one of the new Gruul commanders. Uh, it's a legendary creature centaur druid. It's a 5-5 five, five, and it says you can't cast non-creature spells. Uh, but it also says whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced. What do you reckon? Oh, okay. So, the first line is really bad, but the second line is so good that I don't even care about the first line. It's just, it's just so good. And mm-hmm. it, and the thing you've written is the first thing that I thought as well is restrictions breed creativity. If you ever listen to a Mark Rose Porter podcast, he'll talk about you need to put restrictions on yourself so you can be as creative as possible. This this is a deck to be extremely creative and yeah. find cards you wouldn't normally use find lands that you can that are like spells uh, yeah but but a land so you can play them oh, i love this card how'd you find playing with this in it um so i i played it in the pre-release a couple of times i got it onto the table a couple of times um i did of course after playing it try and cast a non-creature spell and then uh Realise that and grovel to my <laughs> opponent and say, would you mind if I just take that back and untap the mana? Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. But it was pretty bonkers, even, even in Limited. I think in Commander, if you build around this, there are cards that I put into my decks to double my mana. Things like Zendikar Resurgent and yeah. uh, Mirari's Wake. Yeah. The, th- those are some of the most powerful cards in the decks that they're in, because... Having that much mana, it's say you it gets to turn five, you cast Nikir, you pass the turn, you get to your turn six, you play your sixth land, you've got twelve mana available. Mana which is ridiculous. So you can pump all of that into a Hydra and have suddenly a massive Hydra or, you know, two six drops or whatever. 
that is the sort of play that's going to propel you ahead drastically. And I yeah. actually don't think that not being able to cast non-creature spells is too much of a drawback, given that um, you've got a lot of spell creatures like uh, Wood Elves, which uh, does ramp, and there are yeah. a few things like that. You're going to want to put uh, Mana Dorks in this deck, I'm sure, to make sure that you've got enough ramp. Uh, things like Reclamation Sage, so you've got Artifact and Enchantment removal on a stick there. There are so yeah. many creatures to play with that I don't think you're going to miss non-creature spells. Mm. I have built a Meron deck, which uh, I, I got up to 40 creatures, um, because Meron can only recur creatures, so I wanted to have as many things on, on creatures as I could. Yeah. And I think that I could have pushed that even further. So I think if you're willing to go for it, the restriction is actually going to be quite a lot of fun. I don't think you'll really notice it as a drawback. And if you can, the dream, Zendikar Resurgence is five mana or is it six mana? Uh, it's actually seven mana. Okay, the dream is to ramp up, play Nakia, and then the next turn, play Zendikar Resurgence. Mm-hmm. And then and then just win because you're tripling your mana. That's... Oh, the thing is, Zendikar Resurgence also draws you a card whenever you cast a creature, so... <laughs> Brilliant. I don't but, put it in many but, decks because it's too expensive. And if it gets removed, you've basically time walked yourself. But in this yeah. deck, I feel like in even Zendikar deck. Resurgence is probably pretty good. I mean, redundancy. We love redundancy. But like, it's sad. I mean, it's not sad. But it's, it's only lands. So it doesn't double your mana dorks or your enchantment or your artifact ramp. Which is understandable, to be honest. But that would be, yeah. that'd be bonkers. But this is the sort of deck that I can see uh, building. I don't like Gruul even a little bit, to be honest. But if okay. I was going to build a Gruul deck, it would it would have to be this one. Okay. This, I think, could be the Timmiest of Timmy decks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it might even but be the Timmiest me, of Tim's Timmy. decks. Yes, maybe. <laughs> Make a Tim deck with this. That wouldn't work. Um, next, we've got... Um, this is one of my favourite cards. Um, is Prime Speaker Vanifair. Vanifar. This is something you'll notice. Um, I haven't spoken to anyone about this set, so if I'm saying the names completely wrong, it's because I've not heard anyone say it. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so this is a... For two, green, blue. It's a 2-4 legendary creature. Elf Ooze Wizard. Let that sink in. It's an Elf Ooze Wizard. That's brilliant. And Why it has, is it an Ooze? Look at her, look at, like, her dress is, it's, she's, she's ooze. Sure. She's half ooze. Does she not look she was... at least a little bit merfolk to you? Yeah, but that wouldn't have fit. Elf merfolk ooze wizard. Elf, <laughs> elf folk, elf, mer elf, ooze wizard. Um, it has tap, sacrifice another creature, search your library for creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrificed creatures converted mana cost put that card onto the battlefield then shuffle your library activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery this is oh, i forgot the name of it birthing pod birthing pod thank you this card is birthing pod on a legendary creature yep let's just let's talk about that why did wizards birthing of the pod, coast want birthing pod in standard <laughs> Why do they want it in EDH, in the command zone? Yeah, Because they're geniuses. Because they know we want to have fun. This is so cool. I'm really excited. So the thing is that <laughs> it's not quite Birthing Pod because you've got to... It's got to last a rotation of the table before you can use it because it's, it's a creature, so it's got summoning sickness. Uh, yeah. It also hasn't got Phyrexian Mana in the mana cost, so that also makes it considerably that... less, blur- <laughs> less yes. broken. Yes, but... It's got blue in it, and it's a legendary creature, so you can make a green-blue 
Berlin pod deck. Oh yeah. man, the cons do not outweigh the pros. I love this card. This is this is a uh, second favorite after the one that you said was my favorite. <laughs> Are you tempted to build this as a deck? So I'm tempted to build a. Uh, we were talking about this before. Um, a teamer birthing pod deck where it's birthing pod, prime speaker Vanifar, and then so lots of and lots of draw things and blue shenanigans, but then also red haste enablers and uh, lots and lots of tap abilities to make most of haste enablers, but also for prime speaker Vanifar. And basically, birthing pod deck where I sacrifice all my creatures and I make them bigger, and then I sacrifice them. To get more things, cards like um, uh, what's the uh, Eldritch Evolution, which is basically a sorcery yep. version of this. So yeah, just just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I, I, that that sort of deck excites me, and that's the I can definitely that's probably the next deck I'm gonna build. Um, at least at least in my mind or on, on my on my app, but maybe not in paper, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I think that that's probably the right approach. Putting it into the ninety nine of a deck is, I think, right because. As a commander, I feel like it's just really linear. It doesn't excite me as a commander. I don't want yeah, I to build that. around it because every Prime Speaker Vanifar deck is going to be, you know, pretty similar. There's going to be, it's just a normal birthing pod combo. But the fact that yeah. you can put it on your commander, you're probably going to be able to give your commander haste. And so it'll be like turn four win, yeah. probably fairly reliably. And that yeah. doesn't excite me at all. But what does excite me is putting it, yeah, building a deck sort of around it, having redundancy for Birthing Pod in your deck. I love toolbox decks, and so I've I've actually got a copy of this and I've put it in my Moldrotha deck, which was sort of loosely built around Birthing Pod. <laughs> so I've built it a little bit more around Birthing Pod. And the idea is that I'll sacrifice one creature, get a better creature, you know, something like tra- trade up my Solemn Simulacrum for a Acidic Slime, like yeah. a toolbox sort of thing. And then with Moldrotha later on, I can cast whatever creature it is that I've sacrificed yeah. for more value. Oh. I love the idea of that. And so Prime Speaker Vanifar being redundancy for Birthing Pod is amazing. And that is so exciting. It's yeah, just, yeah, that is cool. I, I don't ever think I'll want to build a deck around it. No, you're right. It's not, it doesn't make you go, oh yeah. Like the, the gruel one, what's she called? Nikia, Nikia. Like, yeah, that's that, exciting. That's like, oh yeah, I want to build a deck around that. But this one's like, oh, I want to put that in a deck because X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. right. So you know, birthing pod chains are all sort of fairly sorted. We know which cards are good and, and how to do it properly. Um, but I just, I just like the idea of this being one of the four drop creatures in my deck and um, and not sort of not centering a combo around it. That's yeah. I think that's not so much how I roll. I just want to, I just want to deal with whatever's on the board at the time. And this yeah. is a great way of doing that. <laughs> um, we've also got Taser Karloff. Two white-black for a 2-4 legendary creature, human advisor. And and reading that, it's just like the world's most boring creature type line. <laughs> it's only two things. Um, if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. And also creatures, tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink. <laughs> did you yep. just say doubling triggered abilities <laughs> yep this seems pretty bonkers and i like it i like it a lot yeah uh but i can feel a butt coming well there there will be some butts the things that i like about this the most is that you could build two completely different decks around this oh yeah for sure the death yeah. triggers 
is all is I think it's completely separate to the creature token thing. Yeah. So you could have a lifelink token deck or you could have a sacrifice like a, an aristocrats deck. Uh <laughs> I love the idea of this. But yeah. there it is. But <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of building around you have to do. So it's sort of like Panharmonicon. Uh Panharmonicon yeah. comes onto the battlefield and then does nothing until you mm-hmm. until you've got another card to use with it. I feel like this is going to be fairly similar. So I think I think you're absolutely correct. When Panharmonicon came out, it wasn't like I'm going to build a deck for this. It was oh, I've got a deck that this goes into straight away. And I think this is exactly the same. People mm-hmm. who already have a black-white or a Mardu aristocrats deck, this just goes back immediately into the 99 and potentially as the commander. Yeah. But um, less so, oh, I'm going to build this deck because that's a deck people already have, really. Yeah, so again, it's it's great in the 99 to facilitate your toolbox stuff. Yeah. Like, you sacrifice your Solemn Simulacrum and you draw two cards. That's, yeah. that's quite nice. Yeah, that's nice. But I do think that compared with Vanifar, this one is going to be quite an exciting commander. And there are a lot of different things you can do with it. Um, all of the things that I can think of that you sort of Taser Karlov would help you win with, they're already probably going to be winning you the game. So I'm thinking things like um, like Massacre Worm. So it's it's dealing damage when creatures die. Uh, yeah, That's already a pretty powerful card, which is going to win you the game. Uh, if it's not dealt with, doing it twice just does it quicker, I guess. Yeah. Kakusho, yeah. your opponents lose life when when it dies. Same thing. If you can recur that and do it a few times, then you're going to yeah. win the game, and this just helps you do it quicker. But I really yeah. like that it's quite a build around thing, and and you're going to sort of have a lot of fun with triggers going off, and and yeah. possibly really crazy board states, and that seems quite fun to me. Yeah, I just I just think like. If you already think, oh, I have a Aristocrats deck that generally wins on turn eight, um, you can you can almost guarantee with this card out that that becomes that you you're shaving off turns, um, yeah, because you're, you're you're doubling what you're doing. I just oh, yeah, I sure, I can see that. I mean, it's not it's not literally double, not literally halving the amount of turns because. I mean, there's so many variables in magic, but I just this is ah, oh, I love this effect, and I hope they I hope they print ten more of these so I can make a stupid aristocrats deck. <laughs> I don't hope that that would be so bad. Can you imagine how bad magic would be if like that left it out? That was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are I think those are the only real noteworthy commanders. All of the yeah. rest of them are quite meh. Uh, there yeah. aren't many really exciting creatures to build around. Um, the Planeswalkers in this set are pretty boring as well, so I don't mm. think there are many other Brawl decks which are very exciting. Lavinia, yeah. maybe. The new Lavinia, which um, is a bit of a hate bear. Uh, maybe yeah. that would be quite good in Brawl if, you, if if anyone out there is still playing Brawl. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I haven't been. <laughs> I haven't been playing Commander either. So. Sure. <laughs> um, What's the next card? It's not a it's not a legendary creature, but it is something that I like. Yeah. So so we're on to sort of the other cards, and we've got a couple of enchantments here. And this first one I love. Wilderness Reclamation. It's three and a green for an enchantment at the beginning of your end step. Untap all lands you control. This is fantastic in anything that contains green and probably blue. 
I'm thinking yeah. maybe like a Bant deck. So you've got lots of removal in white at instant speed, lots of card draw and stuff in blue at instant speed, uh, anything like that. It's amazing. So you can play your your like sorceries and your creatures out on your turn, and at the end of your turn, all your lands untapped. So you've got your mana up for your instant speed answers. That seems good. Right. Anything they print that can make me feel like I can still play with profit of Crufix, then I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. So yeah, yeah. One of the I've I've sort of in the show notes I've compared this a little bit to Seedborn Muse. Seedborn yeah, Muse untaps sure. your lands. Uh, untaps your permanence, I think, actually, mm. um, on everyone else's untapped step. This only does it on your untapped step. But the thing is that Seedborn Muse is an expensive card. Yes. I don't know what good. it is at the moment, but probably over $10, possibly yeah. over 15 I don't know. Uh, Tim's going to look that up while I carry on talking. But this is an uncommon in this set, and so there are going to be loads of these lying around in draft chaff, and you're going to be able to pick them up for like 25p and uh, have a fantastic time. How much is Seedborn Muse? About £10. Okay. Yeah. 10 whole Which bucks. Which is a lot. But that makes yeah. it a fantastic budget option. There are a lot of players for whom Seedborn Muse is not really an option, and so Wilderness yeah. Reclamation is probably... Yeah. This next card, Harry has labelled it Tim's favourite card from the set. This card is Mirror Match. Five and a red for an enchantment. And it says, oh, this is just, I'm just so excited about this. Whenever a non-token creature <laughs> enters the battlefield under your control, flip a coin until you lose a flip. I mean, so you can be like heads, tail, heads, tail, tail, tails, tails, heads. Yeah. I love it. For each flip you won, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Those tokens gain haste, exile them at the beginning of the next end step. This is tokens, brilliant. This is yep. copies of my creatures, brilliant. This is flipping coins, yeah, it's flipping brilliant. Yep. I love it. This is just such a fun card. It goes straight into any coin flip deck that you have because oh, I mean, I think so, yeah. Look at it because it's red and it flips coins. Like you need all the cards you can get. <laughs> so yeah, this is fun. I mean, there's not much to say about about this. It's not good. Um, it's Probably six not. mana no. it's random but it's fun yeah I would you put this as the only non-creature spell in your Nikia deck oh because you're always because oh, six mana becomes quite a lot easier when your commander doubles your lands yeah but you can't cast you can't cast it with your commander oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep that in. Um, yeah, that I think my idiot moment I think for the show. If you can get it out before your commander, then yes, yes. this is ridiculous because every time a non-creature token. So if you're doubling your mana, you're casting double the amount of creatures. Yeah. So yes, this is really good. Um, I mean, maybe there's some creatures that help you cheat things out. I don't know. <laughs> Not ingredient. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that will help you get an enchantment from your hand onto the battlefield. The only thing I can think of are things like Elvish Piper, which does creatures again, and yeah. Lurking Predators, which does stuff off the top of your library, but it only does creatures, I'm pretty certain. So so if you're going to put it in the deck, it will be for fun, because yes. you're probably not going to get to play it. It'll be one of those yeah. cards where you want to look at the art, because you think, oh, this looks like Star Wars when Ray's kind of looking in that mirror thing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Except this dude, and he's red. Yeah, you, um, <laughs> you put this into a deck where you want to look at nice artwork in your hands a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the only reason to put it in a deck. Yeah. It's not a good card. What's next? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the next one is... So I've got a question mark on this, so I don't know if this is a good card. It seems okay. like it could be. It's Rampage of the Clans. It's three and a green for an instant. It says destroy all artifacts and enchantment, and for each permanent destroyed this way, its controller creates a 3-3 three, three green centaur creature token. I think this is one of the most meta-dependent removal spells yeah. ever. If you have someone who... If you have artifact and enchantment decks then this is really good. This is really good against me and Harry. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. But I think you also have to think about how how aggressive is is the meta because yeah. is is my opponent having four or five or maybe even two or three three threes a problem? Um, is that going to end the game faster for me? And yeah, so yeah, out weigh it up depending on if you've got if you've got an enchantress deck. Um, think would you rather have them have uh, 10 three threes or a game winning combo but at the same time there are better enchantment removal cards there are ones that don't have this downside that just cost more mana yes what about bane of progress bane of progress is a creature when it enters the battlefield destroy all artifacts and enchantments and you put a plus one counter on it for each each permanent destroyed that way well it's better and, it is and you definitely can play better but Nikia is that deck. is yes you can <laughs> but is that one meta dependent like this one is um, less so because you can still play that and it still does something it's still a creature mm-hmm. um, I mean oh, I don't know yeah it's weird I feel like the more artifacts and enchantments there are in your meta the more you want to play this but there comes a point where you know that if you're playing against like some solid artifact decks where they're going to have a board with 20 artifacts out yeah. you're not going to want to play this because suddenly no. you, they've got 20 <laughs> centaurs to run over you with yeah, the other way of looking at this is are you in an artifact or enchantment deck and you uh, do this in yeah. response to someone else removing all of your stuff and create a yep. bunch of 3-3s. Three yeah, that seems good. Because it's instant speed. Uh, that's my favourite use for this. Is, is in, an, in If you are playing artifacts or enchantments, then play this card. Yeah, okay. It's a kind of response to removal. Uh, but the sort of mass removal that would get all of your artifacts and enchantments... Is going to be probably something like Austere Command, which probably is also getting your small creatures or your big creatures. So you only want to do this uh, if yeah. it's getting your artifacts and your creatures with CMC greater than four or whatever Austere yeah. Command says. Yeah. So play quite it in situational then. maybe. Enchantress maybe. Um, I, I wouldn't know. want this in my Enchantress deck. No, I mean. Your enchantress deck wins just so quickly, so it doesn't make a difference. I don't know if it does. <laughs> someone removes it. I think oh, I think it, it wins really slowly. It just locks locks the game down okay, so yeah, no one yeah. else can win. Yeah, and you definitely don't want to play this in that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, next, we've got Rhythm of the Wild. Uh, one red green for another enchantment, and it says creature spells you control can't be countered, um, which goes really well in Katia. Natia? Yeah, uh, Nikia. Nikia? Nikia, <laughs> wow. Um, and it also says, non-token creatures you control have Riot, uh, which says they enter the battlefield with your choice of a 1-1 counter or haste, which is pretty cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, Did you I'm, play with Riot at all? Um, I had a whole Riot deck, and it was really good fun. I loved having that choice. In Limited, yeah. it was great, because late game, when I've got a board with like three or four creatures and I just need one more to push that extra bit of damage through to win if you know mm. you're in a bit of a board stall riot was amazing because you know that you can you can put haste on your creatures i had like 
I think I have 14 riot creatures in my deck, so all I needed to do was draw one of them, and I knew I'd yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'd stand a chance of winning. Um, but uh, so another question mark over this one: Is this good in EDH? I want to compare this to Path of Discovery, which was from Ixalan Block, and it's uh, whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it explores. And explore is you look at the top card of your library. Um, if it's a land card you can put a plus one, plus one counter on the creature, I think, and then you can choose whether or not to put yeah. that card into your graveyard. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty think, certain that's it. I think I prefer this. Um, this is so much more narrow, though. Um, this this only really is good in a completely creature deck um, because it's not triggered. I mean, that's not strictly true, but this is this becomes much better the more creatures you have in your deck. Yes, um, definitely. And if you are running more creatures, um, I'd much rather have the option of haste than to explore yeah okay i mean the the benefit of explore is that you get a bit of card filtering so it's almost like a scry yeah i mean having um creatures with tap abilities as well um so if you yep. play a creature without a tap ability just give it a one one counter yeah if it's got a cool cool ability you can um give a haste and do it straight away so the, like that so the question is how relevant is the haste and i think in edh it's probably quite relevant. relevant no i think it's possibly oh. more relevant oh cool 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 yeah. okay it's not it's not relevant in terms of combat but it's relevant um, yes in, in what i was just saying before yeah, i yeah, think okay. maybe yeah but creature spells you control can't be counted that is pretty good as deal. well yeah, yeah if you're in a meta with a lot of control decks that could be quite good um but yeah again this is an uncommon and i think this is good enough to see edh play in some groups um, that's cool I don't think I would want to put it in my decks, but I do think that this is like an EDH level card, which is really cool to see like coming into sets at uncommon level. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. It's exciting. Yeah. What have we got next? This is exciting. What is next? <laughs> ah, this one is definitely EDH playable. This is Kaya's <laughs> Wrath. It's white, white, black, black for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures. You gain life equal to the number of creatures you controlled that were destroyed this way. Four mana wrath like seems good. Yeah, four mana with slight upside. I love it. Yeah, I. I mean, it is it's upside completely actually. Yeah, I don't think it's like I don't think that's insignificant, given that you are almost certainly going to be playing this in a an Orzhov deck. Yeah. Orzhov decks love to gain life, so yeah. if you've got things which trigger when you gain life, that's great. You are going to have uh, uses for the life that you've gained. I mm-hmm. think that this is a really good wrath. And you're going to be in Orzhov, so the odds are you might have some tokens out. I mean, I I always do in my black-white decks. Just tokens yeah. kind of just happen naturally. <laughs> yeah, and if you've built your deck right, then the hefty cost of colour, 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 colour is not yeah. too difficult. I, yeah, I, I like cards like this. Cool. I like cards with that sort of um, kind of the downside of uh, their multiple colours and lots of them but they like cost slightly less I like, as it's pushed. I like it. Yeah, and if... I mean, that's not a downside, like I say, in the right deck, and so it's really powerful having a four-mana Wrath. Yeah. If yeah. you, you know, you've got a, another copy of Wrath of God and Damnation. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it's in a standard set as well. <laughs> yeah, this. I think this one's going to be pretty good in standard. Yeah, yeah. With, especially uh, with the mana fixing that's in standard now with Shocklands. Yes, 
I was confused then. That's how long I forgot that the shock lands. Shock oh lands are Magic. back in standard Tim. Guys, magic's so exciting, isn't it? Magic's so exciting. <laughs> um, Tim, would you like to read this next one? Simic Ascendancy. I'm really excited about the fact that this is an ascendancy. So Simic Ascendancy says green, blue, enchantment, uh, and then an activated ability, one green, blue, uh, put a 1-1 one, one counter on target creature you control. It also says whenever one or more 1-1 one, one counters are put on a creature you control, put that many growth counters on Simic Ascendancy. And it also says, at the beginning of your upkeep, if Simic Ascendancy has 12 or more growth counters on it, nope. you win the game. You win the game. No, it doesn't and say it's Ascendancy. That. Oh, what does it say? Oh, 20. I can't read. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse than I thought. I really thought this was 12. I've definitely been mis-evaluating this card. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's twenty guys. You have to get. You have to do it twenty times. I mean, that's not impossible though. Even a little bit in Simic. No, oh, no. I mean, does this go into an Atraxa deck? I think it yeah. does. <laughs> I mean, it. You say that, but Atraxa wins so quickly. Like, no matter what, this uh, is this isn't going to make a yeah, difference. Yeah, I guess so. They win. I I love this. I think this is so much fun. Uh, I love alternative win conditions. I never get to win with them, but I really like them. <laughs> I love. I've never this... won with. I've never won with an alternate win condition. I don't think. Have you not? Not once. No. Um... Thinking about it, I've almost won with them a lot. Yeah, <laughs> which is I... absolutely sums up how they, how well, how good they are. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that this is like it's in the bracket of fair alternative win conditions because you've got to get all the way around to your upkeep. Um, I oh, yeah. I think that in a lot of decks, it's w it would be worth having an enchantment, which costs two mana, mm -hmm. which says you can put counters on your creatures. You've got a proliferate deck, for example. You've yeah. got utility creatures that you want to get plus one counters on somehow, so that you can proliferate them, but you <laughs> you can't get them. Here's an enchantment which will do it. Sure, it's yeah, expensive, yeah. but it might be worth it. The yeah, fact yeah. that it could also win you the game is pretty cool. <laughs> I I mean, and if you're in a proliferate deck, um, you're you're speeding up the process of winning the game yep. with this enchantment as well anyway. Correct. I love the <laughs> idea of this. I picked up a copy and I might give it a go, but uh, until I find the deck to build around it, uh, it's going to sit in my binder looking glorious. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> cool, yeah, isn't it? It's nice, really cool. Good fun card. <laughs> I'm so sad it's 20 I really thought it was 12 yeah <laughs> sorry Tim that's alright <laughs> we mentioned the Shocklands obviously we are super stoked to have the Shocklands all uh, all available to us at a nice cheap cost comparatively but I don't know about you Tim obviously you just remembered that the Shocklands were <laughs> were back and available so um, <laughs> it might be exciting for you but for me all of the excitement of that came with the last set so now it's just kind of like meh yeah i knew meh. that was happening yeah i can see that um i haven't really been in the magic sphere for three months mm -hmm. so i'm still pretty stoked about new stock uh, shocklands I'm, yeah. I'm 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 pretty hype so before we go we've got one last card and i feel like people expect this of us at this point we need <laughs> some kind of pauper pick the best card in the set for pauper so this card is obviously a common, and yep. uh, I think that this card is potentially pretty silly. Tim, would you like to do the honours? 
Skewer the Critics. It's brilliant, and you need to look at the art. This is just brilliant. Two and a red for a sorcery, and it says it has spectacle red. So you may cast this spell for its spectacle cost rather than its mana cost if an opponent lost, lost life this turn, and it does three damage to any target. So it's a sorcery speed, lightning bolt, as long as you've already lightning bolted them. Yep. Burn. Is it Burn. Uh, is Lava Spike the sorcery speed uh, lightning bolt? Is it that one? Yeah, it's Lava Spike. You're correct. Yeah, Lava Spike. It's just one red mana, sorcery, deal three damage to any target. Yeah. Uh, I think this is probably going to see modern play. I, Do you think? I don't know about Legacy Burn, but I think this could possibly be... Like, I think people might well try it. I think this yeah. could possibly be good enough in modern burn. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, one way of looking at it... So, it's slower, because you have to have already cast other things. Yes. This is dead in your hand. It's on its own. But... In burn, the whole point is how many lightning bolts can I fit into my deck? Exactly. This is, just, this is just another one. Yeah, so there's the suspend Mono one. Red burn. You suspend the suspend one on turn one. Two turns later, you're able to cast this for one mana, plus a lightning bolt, plus a lava yeah. spike, whatever else. I, yeah, I feel like this is pretty good. But it is absolutely, 100% going to see playing Pauper burn. This is an amazing card for Pauper. It really is. Oh, it's very exciting. I'm, I've got a modern burn deck. I haven't played modern in in years. Um, it, it's just seeing this card. It's become a pauper deck. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. This is cool. Uh, the other thing to remember that is it does any target as well. Um, quite often you get um like lightning bolt alternatives that only deal damage to a player. But the fact that this can also kill creatures and planeswalkers is it's a, it's not a small deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the best pauper pick from the set. For sure. 100%. The only caveat with this is that the name and the artwork are quite weird and incredibly narrow. This is going to struggle to be printed. Oh, maybe not. It's going to be struggled to be printed again mm. anywhere else. Yeah, I can see that. Whether it needs to, who knows. But it's called Skewer the Critics. If this becomes like a mainstay in <laughs> like <laughs> eternal formats, in 10 years people are going to be playing Skewer the Critics without any context There'll be people who have not been playing Magic now, playing Magic then. Like, why is this card called Skewer the Critics? Why is this guy uh, throwing a spear made up of a, a chandelier? Candle, <laughs> it's a bit you know, weird. That's a that's a good idea. We should do a uh, maybe a segment next time on uh, cards that whose names did not age well. We, that I, that sounds like something that I'd, okay. I want to do that. I'll do that for you. I'm going to come up with a couple of cards. Please, that did not please age do. Well. So anyway, listeners, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to our favourite cards from Ravnica Allegiance. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you find some places to fit some of these cards. On the whole, I feel like this set is not amazing for Commander. I think we've had some better ones, especially when you compare it with the last two years. We've had things like Rivals of uh, Ixalan and Rivals yeah. of Ixalan, which had so yeah. many good cards. Guilds of Ravnica, you know, three months ago, we had Doom Whisperer, Assassin's <laughs> Trophy... Um, countless cards that I, um, yeah. I've i been trying to pick up and looking to put in decks this one not so good but yeah. I think if you're willing to uh, willing to build around some things we've picked some cards here which you might really enjoy Tim is there anything you want to say before we get going it's just it's just so good to be back I've, I've missed missed uh, kind of scheduling in uh, com- uh, com- scripted conversation with you <laughs> <laughs> this isn't scripted. You can tell it's not scripted by what we say. Um, yeah, I've missed this. I'm just glad to be back. 
and I'm really excited to get on with the new season. It's going to be really fun. Brilliant. I'm really, really excited to release the website. Um, yeah. I'm very, excited, very excited by about all of this. Don't know exactly when it's <laughs> going to happen, but we will keep you posted. So yeah. uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon. Cheerio. Um, Ravnica uh, Ravnica <laughs> Ravnica Allegiance is quite a quite a difficult word to it's Ravnica Ravnica Allegiance you have to say it slowly Ravnica Allegiance Ravnica Allegiance Ravnica Allegiance Ravnica Allegiance Ravnica Allegiance Ravnica Allegiance <laughs> <laughs>